welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And today we are so excited to have this conversation with you today. Even though this topic might be, I don't know, maybe a little bit controversial. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what you guys think. Um, so have you guys ever heard of that statement, keeping up with the Joneses? Like, who are the Joneses? <laughs> Who are the Jones? <laughs> Have you ever heard that, Brian? Like growing up? Yeah. And who are it was they? It's hard to keep up with them because I didn't know who they were. Right. Or what they did. So, exactly. how do you keep up? So, when you hear that statement, keeping up with the Joneses, I think we can attribute that to, you know, maybe your neighbor or like somebody who's very close with you. Um, kind of trying to keep up with their house, their possessions. But I think that people also do that with their marriages. So I just have a question for you. What is a normal marriage anyways? What is that? What is a normal marriage? Brian, when you hear that term, we just want a normal marriage. Or I just want a normal marriage. What does that even mean? A normal marriage? Like what comes to your mind? Um, well, this day and age, whew, normal marriage. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, we won't get too deep today, but. Um, well, what do you think? Normal marriage. Well, I mean, obviously between a husband and wife. Right. Um, they have kids they love. They love each other. They make time for each other. That's probably really. Like in your mind, that's what it means. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Not I'm saying other people, yeah. you know, the, in the world. But it goes so much deeper than that. Sometimes a normal marriage, like anymore. There's so many people, just a normal marriage is just husband and wife and kids and going on trips and spending time together, that's almost their marriage. Sometimes their kids is more their marriage than their spouse is. Right. But that, you know, I don't, I don't personally see that as a normal marriage. Normal marriage just goes very deep, you know, spiritually, um, relation, um, communication. Yeah. Intimacy. Like all the things we talked about on the last one. Yeah. There's so many different angles you could look at what a normal marriage would be. Well, I was thinking about, you know, cause I have said this before, like in heated arguments, like, why can't we just have a normal marriage? <laughs> or, you know, people are like, I just want to get married. I just want to have a normal marriage. And so I was like, what is a normal, like, you know, quote unquote, normal marriage anyways. So I was thinking, is that a marriage without conflict? Well, that sounds impossible. <laughs> so maybe is it a marriage with low levels of conflict? So that must equal happiness and normalcy for a marriage, right? <laughs> right? So I'm just sitting here thinking, so does a normal marriage equal a marriage with no or low levels of conflict? And here's the truth, you guys. If you have arguments and conflicts in your marriage, you are normal. <laughs> you 
You know what I mean? I think so many attribute to the fact of, oh, well, we don't fight. We just completely get along. And that's actually not normal. It's, right. That's there, actually not normal. There could be those out there that's above normal then. <laughs> we was above normal for a while. <laughs> so I just want to kind of like share a story with you. So just kind of like close your eyes and maybe even if you can see yourself in this, just put yourself in the storyline. So say when Heather and Toby, we'll say Heather and Toby, (laughs) when Heather and Toby were newly married, they experienced a handful of frustrating conversations that that evolved into emotionally charged disputes. Heather was devastated. She thought that their relationship was in a bad place and that they were perhaps even worse doomed for divorce. I actually can insert myself into that (laughs) because conflict, I used to think any sort of conflict that we had was like, was an end all for us, you know? So anyways, we'll go, we'll keep going. And that's because Heather loathes conflict, which was also me like really, really loathes it. And so whenever things aren't going perfectly well in her relationship, she's a total mess. And so her husband, Toby, has always been okay with conflict and doesn't feel a need for things to be resolved immediately. While Heather, on the other hand, is the type of person who never really wants to go to bed angry. Toby is a firm believer that going to bed angry is sometimes the best option. (laughs) So you see, for Heather, conflict breeds stress and the false assumption that her marriage is terrible, irreparable, and that it might end in divorce, even though she and her husband are both deeply committed to making it work and staying together through thick and thin. So what Heather didn't realize as a young newlywed is an important lesson for all married couples. That conflict in marriage is inevitable. I mean, just think about that statement. Conflict in marriage is inevitable and it's perfectly normal. So take a deep breath for everyone who just fought with your spouse today. (laughs) Right, Brian? We had a fight, luckily. (laughs) Right. I mean, think about it. In our vows, in the vows that we take when you get married, it says, for better or worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, through thick and thin. So you know what this tells me? That the person who wrote these vows knew how marriage was firsthand and that conflict is unavoidable, even though we don't see it in the movies. (laughs) So what do you think about that, about conflict being inevitable in marriage? What do you think, what would you say to that statement? Well, there'll always be conflict in anything. And there's conflict a lot of times in just your daily life, in your job. So you can expect it at home too. Yeah. You know, just, of course, with kids, you know, with family. But it's all in how we work through it. And resolve it. Resolve is the biggest thing. 
because once you can learn how to resolve conflict and deal with it, like to work completely all the way through it to the end without getting to the point where you feel like you got to be heard or the other person's going to be heard. And then it just becomes a all out fight. But if you can stay in that mindset of what conflict is at hand. Right. And what do both of us do to work through it for a resolution? And then once you get to that resolution, you realize we worked all the way from the beginning to the end and got through it. And a lot of times that conflict will be buried, you know, that will, that will be behind you. Not that you won't have more in your marriage, but learning how to work through them is the biggest, yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And come in agreement with each other. And sometimes, you know, that's a lot of giving. A lot of times it's, yeah. you know, a lot of, like we've said before, somebody being the hero. Yeah. Thinking of the other person first. Well, okay. So that statement, conflict is inevitable. So we're going to go back into the story just a little bit more. So in reality, Heather was an error over the years by believing that if there was conflict in her marriage, she couldn't be truly happy since conflict was a clear sign that her marriage was doomed to fail. Heather was an error by thinking that a happy marriage was synonymous with the absolute extinguishment of conflict, which is so not true. So Heather was wrong, way wrong. And perhaps that's because Heather and Toby had limited conflict management skills and sometimes even used maybe the word divorce. Ah! So the key to a happy marriage is not to avoid all conflict, which I know can be a mind-blowing thought, <laughs> you know, because your thought, I don't want to argue, I don't, but you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have conflicts. These are just normal things. And being happy now Living happily ever after comes from your ability to manage the conflicts that come. Just like you were saying, you can't, if a conflict comes, you can't just always be trying to, you know, oh, I want to avoid conflict. So I'm going to try to smooth it over, smooth it over, smooth it over. You know, and the other person, nothing ever gets resolved. You basically just kind of like when you see a little fire, you just throw a blanket over it real quick. <laughs> throw right. a blanket over it real quick. But you're not really resolving anything by trying to like I've seen people who they avoid conflict at all cost. Literally. They just and it, it could be because maybe something from their past. Maybe in their childhood they saw, you know, an overabundance of conflict at home. And they hate it and it's very triggering for them. And so maybe they avoid it at all costs. But then I've also (laughs) seen the other side of things where you might have someone who is right at the tip of conflict at all times. You know what I mean? Right. Like just always ready to engage. (laughs) So um, conflict is inevitable. 
no matter who you marry. And so, Brian, I want you to chime in on this part because I think that people, we've, we've experienced people who maybe they, they couldn't get along. You know, some people divorce because they can't get along. So say the story I was telling you about Heather and Toby, the whole conflict thing, like she can't, because she has this vision of conflict being so bad, her and Toby finally end up in divorce. So what if she marries Bob in hopes that all will change, but Bob will come along with his own set of problems and you guys know it's true. So what we're, what I'm trying to say is that you cannot avoid conflict and replacing your spouse with another one just simply due to the fact that, I don't know, you didn't like, you didn't want to f- confront things. You wouldn't want to face things. You're just going to have a new set of problems, someone with new issues. And we've actually seen this, you know, in our life, not us personally, but like just in people around us is that they think they're trading up when in fact they're just marrying into a new set of issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could be with anything. Yeah. You just sitting there talking about that. I'm like, we've, we've seen so many couples who have got divorced and then they get they marry somebody else, which I know you can't always, I guess you can't always avoid divorce, you know, especially if there's infidelity and, you know, the one or the other, you know, which, what have you, feels like they can't heal or get past that. But, um, you know, we've seen so many just get divorced and get somebody else. And then All of a there's sudden issues there, there's, there's issues there. with the next one, there's issues with the next one. And as you was talking, I was just thinking about like even with things that aren't even, you know, individuals. Like I was just thinking about like last year when I bought a skid loader, mm-hmm. you know, I bought a 2022 brand new skid loader. Right. Thought that is exactly what I was going to want. Yep. And then when I got it, I sold my 2000 model. So I sold one that was 22 years older that I thought I was upgrading. And I like the new one. I do. But there's still things about my old one I liked that my new one don't have. And, you know, when people ask me, how do you like the new one? I'm like, eh, you know, it's okay. Yeah. There's things I like about it, but then there's things I don't like about it that I liked on the one that was 22 years old better. Right. So, you know, it's not always an upgrade. It's not always new. Isn't always better or newer. Isn't always better. And, you know, that even goes along with a lot of things other than just relationships. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with relationships, yes, that's definitely true. Yeah. So many people look and think, oh, you know, this person's going to be such a better person to be with. Or, and a lot of times they'll never admit. And sometimes they will. Yeah. They're you know, wrong. Yeah. In the past, I've had people say, I wish I would have I just, you know, there's been individuals as I've asked, you know, if you had it to do over again, what would you do? And they said, I would have stayed and worked it out. I remember one individual specifically yeah she said i would have stayed and worked it out right and it's too late she's already moved on got married again so you know but it's just it's so important just to try to work on what you have in front of you and you know you've already invested that much time yeah you know so why not just continue to push forward and try to be 
you know, avoid conflict, work through conflict when you have it and try to have, you know, the normal marriage, you know, and normal marriage isn't what everybody else around you has. There's a lot of normal marriages that you look at people and see, I've seen this with building many times I've went in and I'll, you know, once we get the house built, the homeowners would be like, well, this is going to be her room and this is going to be his bedroom. And they're talking about husband and wife, you know, that's his bedroom. This is my bedroom, sleeping in separate bedrooms. So a lot of times looking at somebody from the outside, we can't determine if they have the normal marriage. Right. And everybody shares their highlight reel. You know, they share the the best parts of their lives. And we're guilty of that too. You know, we don't like, of course, of course, I feel like our podcast is more us, you know, opening up and showing people a sneak peek of um, us behind the scenes or like behind our highlight reel, basically. But yeah, I agree with that. It's like you really need to, I've, I've heard the statement, you know, when you have a light go out in your house, you replace the bulb. You don't go buy a new house because in your next house, you're going to have another light bulb go out. <laughs> but it it's true. It's true. A lot of times, like I was talking about, you know, the individual, and there's just a story, um, of Heather, she had conflict resolution issues inside of her. And so she's going to take that wherever she goes, regardless if it's the fifth, you know, relationship down the road or what. So you really have to focus on yourself. Like, right. why do I avoid conflict? What is it? You know, is it is it trauma? Basically, could it be trauma that that makes you want to avoid it? Is there something else? You know, maybe it's something a learned behavior. These are things that when you start to, you know, investigate, like, wow, I really do do this, or wow, I really, you know, when a conflict arises, I get really panic. I mean, think about it. Do you get really, really panicky? Do you start feeling that fight or flight kick in? Like, oh my gosh, I got to get out. Do you start throwing up walls of self protection? Why? I mean, this, this was me. This, these things are all me and they all derive from trauma. And so you just have to ask yourself, why do I do these things? And what can I do to change that? Because like we said, you guys, and for me and Brian as well, we're going to have more, <laughs> more conflict. <laughs> and I'm not prophesying that. Wow. <laughs> It's just, it's inevitable. It's one of those things. We're two different people. You're your own person. I'm my own person. We're going to have, like, I'm going to like something and you're going to dislike it, dislike something. And we're going to have to come together, you know, compromise or else we'll have conflict. (laughs) But I just want to say this too also is don't store things up. And that's one of the things that if you conflict avoid, you tend to store things up because unfortunately those things don't go away. So when a conflict arises, one issue can lead to another. And then you're bringing up a laundry pile list of issues that might feel related. (laughs) You know, you might be able to put them in there, but they're not. And so it's very important. That's why we're saying you need to resolve a conflict. Don't avoid it. And communicate. 
and communicate. It's very important to communicate. Just going back to the individual said when I asked them if they had it to do over again, and they said they would go back and try harder, but it was too late because they had married and moved on. But that same that same individual in that same situation, there were things like in their marriage that they didn't communicate. And when you talk to one person, she would say, well, I felt this and I felt that. And it, I kind of, cause I was kind of the go between, I was kind of caught in the middle of it for a while. And then when I would ask the other individual about, well, she felt this way and she felt that way. His response was, I never knew that. I never, never knew that. She had never told me that. So that's why it's very easy. Cause I mean, it literally came down to their divorce of her feeling away, but she didn't communicate that to him. And so then, he couldn't fix it. Right. So then they moved on and he didn't have any idea what had happened. And then, you know, of course they move on, get married. And then a few years down the road, one side's wishing they would have stayed and tried to work it out. So it's just, you know, yeah. everything was thrown away. That whole marriage was thrown away because of miscommunication or no communication. And, you yeah. know, it's just, they moved on to the next marriage and, you know, there's things in that too, right. you know, from the past. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very important to just work on what you have in front of you. Yeah. Right. I agree so much. I just, I do want to throw this in there. You know, when we say that conflict is ined- inevitable in your marriage, we are not talking about abuse. So, you know, when we're saying conflict is actually a normal thing in marriage, we're not talking about abusing your spouse, beating your spouse. like Verbally or physically. Verbally. Can be verbally. Exactly. Like these things, we're, we're drawing a line right here. We're saying these things are not included because that is no, no, that's not okay. You should never verbally abuse your spouse or physically abuse your spouse. Those, I mean, when, if you love someone, you don't violate that. You don't violate love against your spouse. So I just wanted to add that in there. Um, But like we were saying, conflict in marriage is normal. Resolving one conflict leads to a resolving conflict can lead. I mean, Brian, just think about it. When we have a conflict and we resolve it in like a healthy manner, we come out like, man, (laughs) like we just did something right. Yeah. You feel like you need an award. (laughs) You do. But I mean, it's true because so many times we didn't do it that way. But it's just such a punch in the face of the enemy or sure. Satan is just trying to cause division when you're able to do that. Yeah. And once you learn how to do it, I mean, we still get it wrong at times. We don't always come out like victors because we solved it completely right or we, you know, we figured out that conflict in whatever situation. But more often than not, we are. We've got it figured out how to come out of it victorious. We've had, we have a lot of good keys. We've learned along the way, you know, through loads of counseling. We've gone through some inner healing sessions, you know, separately. And so we've learned, okay, at the end of the day, we always come back to our baseline is our God our family, our marriage. Those are our non-negotiables. Those are the things that we don't 
waver on. Right. God, our marriage, our family, those are kind of like our bedrock. Those don't move. No matter what storm comes, no matter what test comes, whatever, those are solid. If we have those three things always, no matter what storm is going on around us, we're good. Right. We're good. So like I was saying, just a few things even to maybe help if you're in the middle of a conflict. One, don't avoid it (laughs) because it doesn't fix anything. You know, number two, don't place blame. If you can use I words, like if it's something where you're un- you're um, upset about something, don't say, you did this, you did that. You can say, I felt this when you did that. Use I statements so you're not like throwing all this blame on the person, which can really shut them down. Even, you know, at the beginning of the, when you know a conflict has to happen, soften your voice. Don't yell. I mean, if you can keep your voice soft and down the entire time it does amazing amazing things and you can usually work anytime we do it that way we're like we work through it we talk through it we are great <laughs> we bob ross it we bob ross yes it's like so soft spoken it's like if we could just and i did it there was a time when i told even the kids, because they would be around and hear us fighting. And I would always be like, I'm going to try to be soft-spoken like Bob Ross. Like Bob Ross. Think about that. And it's just, if anybody knows him, he's a painter, but he's just so soft-spoken. So soft-spoken. And maybe even if it helps you, look at your spouse and and visualize them as Bob Ross. I mean, honestly, that might have you both laughing hysterically. But, and also like the final point I just want to say is don't bring up something that is not relevant to what you are talking about right now. Stick to like whatever the conflict subject is. You're not trying to like resolve every marriage marriage issue that you have in that one moment, because that would just be too overwhelming And your spouse may start going into conflict avoidance if they know that every conflict is going to be, you know, a laundry list. Stick to what's in front of you. Work it through. Keep your voice down. Try not to place blame. And bring God in the mix. I mean, my gosh. Think about that. Okay. If you know you're getting ready to have a conflict, you know it's there. It has to be talked through. What if you started out by praying and asking God to bless your conversation. Oh my gosh, Brian, <laughs> we need to implement this. <laughs> that would yeah. be amazing. Depends how far along in the argument you are. Right? Then you realize, oh, we forgot to ask God. So just closing out, I just want to say, guys, there is no such thing as a normal marriage. <laughs> normal represents a point of comparison, and that is not helpful. Instead, focus on your marriage. I mean, me and Brian, we are imperfect. We are not normal, yet we are very happy. And the reason is, is that we work hard on our marriage every single day. 
And so we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review our podcast. Check out our website, kingbeautywiththeashes.com. And until next time, we we bless bless you. you.